Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry. Worshipful Brother Joe. And Worshipful Brother Ken. We're up here. Today's episode is 144. We're going to be covering the Bohemian Grove. So, uh, But let's get into some likes first. Uh, and this is Facebook. Um, and eventually what I'm going to start doing is, uh, besides Facebook, I'm also going to start doing people who subscribe to our channel mm-hmm. and tune in live. We're going to start calling them out by name because uh, we appreciate the support. Uh, but here we go. We have uh, Luke Dory, Nathan Cartwright, and Steve Sprott. So, brethren. I don't know if I filled my cannon. Uh, I filled your cannon. Thank you very much. Brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. All right, that's all I got. That was better than the tickle. It was was way better. It was way better. All right, so we're going to get started on Bohemian Grove. Uh, Bohemian Grove uh, is uh, an event that occurs at Bohemian Grove. The Bohemian Grove is actually a state forest or state park or something like that. Mm, I think it's wholly owned. Uh, (laughs) Is it? Uh, I thought I read it. It's, uh, let's see here. It's kind of like nestled in parkland and so forth but i think it's owned by the uh by the bohemian grove society yeah the new the world society the new right. world airport bohemian oh it is a restrict- you're right i'm owned by pulling up right now there. it is a restricted 2700 acre campground mm-hmm. at uh 20601 bohemian avenue in monterio california yep. Uh, in the United States, uh, belonging to a private San Francisco-based gentleman's club known as the Bohemian Club. In mid-July each year, the Bohemian host, uh, Grove hosts more than two-week hosts a more than two-week encampment of some of the most prominent men in the world and women. And women, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, there, was a, there was a big Hillary lawsuit. Rodham as part of it. Yeah, that might be a recent thing too, because there was a lot of. There was a big lawsuit that even went all the way up to the Supreme Court. Mm. Oh well, uh, Bohemian Club. It says all male, but it's not. We know that now. Uh, membership includes artists, musicians, as well as prominent business leaders, government officials, former U.S. presidents, mm-hmm. senior media executives, and people of power. Members may invite guests to the Grove, so you don't have to be, uh, you can be invited by somebody who is a member. Um, guests may be invited to the Grove for either the Spring Jinx in June or the main July encampment. I wonder if they're following COVID. 
<laughs> I would probably imagine so. No. I mean, these are very sure powerful really, people. Really cool masks. Uh, Bohemian sure. got a lot of acreage there to like socially distance within this thing. Fair. Maybe they have like owl masks or something. Mm. Bohemian club members can schedule private day use events at Bohemian Grove at any time. It is not being used for club-wide purposes, and they are allowed at these times to bring spouses family and friends, although females and minor guests must be off the property by 9 or 10 p.m. So it's almost like, uh, I guess, a hunting club kind of, or a land trust type club type thing in a sense, right? Mm, Similar, just without all the weird shit going on. (laughs) Um, It's just like it, only different. (laughs) I mean, I belong to kind of a club like that, but we don't burn owl effigies and crap. No. No. Just shoot. 308 and 556 and stuff like that. Uh, After 40 years of membership, the men earn old guard status, giving them reserve seating at the Grove's daily talks, as well as other P-E-R-Q-U-I-S-T-I-E-S. Prerequisites? Prerequisites. Thank you. You're welcome. Former U.S. President Herbert Hoover was inducted in the Old Guard in March 19th, 1953. He had joined the club exactly 40 years previously. Uh, Redwood branches from the Grove were flown to Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City, where they were used to decorate a banquet room for the celebration. In his acceptance speech, Hoover compared the honor of the Old Guard status to his frequent role as a veteran counselor to later presidents. Uh, the club's motto is "Weaving spiders come not here." What the hell? Pretty much, they're saying, "Don't come here to no. network. Don't come here to cut deals. No like, business. You're, you're, uh, yeah, no business. Leave all okay. that behind." Okay, just like uh, no, similar to masonry. Loss of the old guard. We called them the lifetime members, uh, or the right no, fifty lifetime year members, members of the fifty year members. Lodge, yeah. Similar. We do fifty years. They do forty. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it implies the outside concerns and business deals, networking, are to be left outside. When gathering groups, Bohemians usually adhere to the injunction, although discussion of business often occurs between pairs of members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't sit there and try to get together a group of people, but if Ken and I wanted to go have a little side conversation, mm-hmm. we could... Uh, I would say similar to Freemasonry. We yeah. have yeah. little happened side once in the 40s, too. What? Did you come across that when uh, the, the discussion of business was that whole rule was kind of thrown out for uh, yes, a couple weeks? Yes, I did weekends? see that. A, a pretty big conversation, the Manhattan yeah, Project that's is what right. you're referring to, right? Yep. Hmm. There were enough people involved in that, you know, from a defense and a military and political standpoint that those individuals got together and actually discussed that. Which is actually funny because that was the next thing I was reading on. I, I just uh, seen it. It said Manhattan Project. But no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's that awesome. Is, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's basically said exactly what you said, that uh, they, they pretty much put that aside to discuss the Manhattan Project. Kind of like how we put that discussion of business thing aside in Freemasonry when it came to the American Revolution. Pretty much. A little bit. <laughs> uh, one example was a former president, Richard Nixon's comments from... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Mm, let me go back. Grove members take particular pride in the event and often relate the story to new attendees. Uh, talking about the the Manhattan thing, mm-hmm. other behavior at the campground has less has led to numerous claims that even some parody in pop culture. One example was former President Richard Nixon's comments on May thirteenth, nineteen seventy one, recording that the Bohemian Grove, which I attend from time to time, is the most faggy goddamn thing you could ever imagine. Oh Jesus, God. we're gonna have to bleep that out. That's pretty rotten. 
Yeah. Tricky right. dick. Good old tricky dick. <sighs> That's some interesting shit from a man who got caught basically being a dirty crook. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a crook. I am not a crook. I mean, that was a pretty effed up thing to say. Pretty much back in the freaking yeah, 70s. Yeah, even so, back then. Especially yeah. in a society like that where, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those, right. uh, you would think that uh, they're gentlemanly. He probably got kicked out. Uh, I would probably go with yes. Yeah, I wonder if he was just uh, bitter. Probably. So uh, let's get into some of the things that they do. Uh, There's actually a video that was taken by our good friend in 2000. uh, Him and his cameraman broke Mm -hmm. into the camp uh, during the cremation of care. During that ceremony, members wear costumes and cremate a coffin effigy called care before a 40-foot owl in in deference to the surrounding redwood trees. Deference, yeah. Deference. So it's like they're kind of like worshiping the redwood forest by. And this owl thing is pretty coffin. big. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yes. It almost, it almost looks like it looks like the majority of it's a natural formation that they might have carved the face mm-hmm. or something into, or the whole thing could be a natural formation. Who knows? Kind of like burning. But me. it's pretty cool. So I want to dissect this: the cremation of the carriage, because this seems to be what. The, the main focus is that it's devil worshipping and Alex Jones came out and said that they were uh, worshipping uh, what the hell's his name um, Baphomet Baphomet, yeah. Baphomet yeah. and all this crap but we're going to break this down and the way I broke it down I think on a prior episode is imagine if somebody's coming up the road right and let's say that this particular man we'll just throw it out he's lost or drunk or whatever the hell and he thinks he's walking into Drakanowitz's office. Let's just let's just say he's confused. He's an older guy. We'll just say. Okay. We'll use this example. He's an older guy, and he thinks he's going to Doctor Drakanowitz, who's right next door. He's a fine de- fine dentist, if you're interested. Um, and he's going into his place. But let's just say you know it's Doctor Drakanowitz's last appointment, and we here at Morningstar decide to do a Master Mason degree mm. <laughs> a little bit earlier because it's a long degree. Right. Stick with me here. But rather than banging a left down the hallway, he bangs a right into the door and then bangs a right into the other door because Tyler is Rocco and he's sleeping on the job or doing whatever he's doing. Opens the door. The lights are low. There's a dead guy on the floor and a bunch of people standing around him with their hands over the top of him. Yeah, that might freak some people out. Might freak them out, right? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, and I'm not giving any Masonic secrets away. This is all stuff you could see on the History Channel. But imagine the story that he's going to tell when he, oh, my God, I walked in there and the Masons killed a guy and they're all on top of him trying to raise him. You take something out of context and... You take something out of context. It almost doesn't even matter what it is. Right. And you're also going to formulate your own story of what you've seen. Most people will try to rationalize what they've seen. They'll try to understand it, even though they have no idea what the hell just happened. So here's here I got one better for you. Okay. One that was uh, so you, you've seen a Scottish Rite degree. You're part of the Scottish Rite, and I've you've been down to the yep. Stratford Theater. Um, you've not, correct? Nope, I am okay. not Scottish Rite, so I'll plug my ears. No, it's okay. There's nothing I'm giving away. Headphones. So Scottish Rite is very theatrical. There's these very theatrical costumes you you wear for the degree, and we were actually doing the thirty second, and so. You have a cast of probably, what, 50 people, maybe more, maybe 100 people mm-hmm. in costume. Mm-hmm. And where you get dressed is towards the back of the theater, mm-hmm. and we needed to be in the lobby in the front of the theater. Mm-hmm. So we marched out the back of the building, through the bank parking lot, uh, up that yes. alley. Yep. So you have, again, at least 50 guys 
dressed in anything ranging from medieval <laughs> costumes to I still think of um, Harvey Harton, who's yep. dressed as uh-huh. in the, it's like a cardinal costume, yep, but he looks that. like Carmen Sandiego because it's got the big red, <laughs> wide, wide okay. brimmed hat. Right, right, right. Uh, you got people carrying crosses. It's right. a public street. It's a main street in Stratford. So now I just would love to flip <laughs> and be. I would love to be a fly so on like the traf- wall. Traffic has stopped. People I would just like, love to be a fly on the wall. What the hell is going on? Some guy driving over. Hey kids, you guys want? I, what the hell yeah. is that? It's <laughs> wrong. What with these the? People? F- yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. It's right. something. So again, uh, my point is, right. If you don't know what's going on and you just just see some of these things, uh, it could be a little jarring. Right. So. So from what the video that Alex Jones had gotten, he formulated his own opinion on it, and he started connecting dots that might not necessarily be there. And actually, uh, um, there was another guy who also infiltrated it. Uh, but let's start with with the comments that were uh, the Bohemian Grove spokesperson called the ceremony a traditional musical drama celebrating nature in summertime. The spokesperson also said that while Jones' comments are inaccurate, the footage was real. Mm-hmm. So the footage that Alex Jones took was actually real. Like, there's no doubt right. about that. Right. But with no context, but you with have no, no con- idea what you're looking, I've actually, no idea you're looking at. Have you actually seen the video? I have, yes. I have, too. It's One of my favorite, favorite parts of the video, and when he's trying to approach... 2000 technology, Ken. Yeah, well, I know. But he's also trying to get there in a kayak at one point, yeah. and he tips the freaking <laughs> kayak over... <laughs> and the freaking guy over the size of the guy. Oh, I, know. I mean, I thought his ass was in shape back then. I mean, he was a younger man. Me personally, if you'd have flipped the bullshit, bullshit, I would have been pissing myself throughout the whole video. But, um, and another infiltrator, Spy Magazine writer Philip Weiss, posed as a guest for seven days in 1989 when waiting, when the waiting list was 33 years long, and Inside the Grove had several thousand members. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weiss published the article Inside Bohemian, Bohemian Grove, writing, You know you are inside the Bohemian Grove when you come down a trail into the woods and hear piano music from amid a group of tents and then round a bend to see a man with a beer in one hand urinating in the bushes. <laughs> That <laughs> sounds like a high school keg party to me. I, don't know. I was I mean, just gonna say, but see, when you're a rich and powerful individual, there. like you don't get to go to keg parties anymore. People, sure you do. Are there with cameras? Well, in this particular case, this I guy would, had infiltrated. But I mean, you can't like would, be yourself. I would love to dissect that momentarily okay. because I, how funny would that be? A guy comes out trail and you just hear. Hey, I know I had a fucking cold one. Yeah, that guy's like a secretary of defense or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> Rumsfeld. Yeah. Who's that yeah. over there peeing on the tray? Oh, that's just Rumsfeld. As long as it ain't Cheney, somebody might get shot. Oh, uh, Jesus, yeah. Dr. Fauci or something. <laughs> Mask on his forehead mm-hmm. this time. Um, <laughs> this is the most glorified in ritual of the encampment, the freedom of powerful men to pee wherever they like, a right that the club has invoked when trying to fight government anti-sex discrimination efforts and one curtailed only when it comes to a few popular redwoods just outside the dining circle. All Which right. means they can't pee on those particular trees, but they're welcome to do so pretty much anywhere else on the property. Uh, former President Bill Clinton, clearly a member of the Bohemian Sounds Club. Sounds like the farm degree so far. Right. Yeah, a little bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, once told a heckler, the Bohemian Club. Did you say the Bohemian Club? That's where all the rich Republicans go to stand naked against redwood trees, right? I've never been to the Bohemian Club, but you ought to go. It'd be good for you. You'd get some fresh air. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> he was looking for an invite. <laughs> um, so let's get into the cremation of cares. And what they basically do is, from what I've read uh, about the cremation of... Well, let's see here. Uh, we'll get into the whole facilities and everything first. But I want to get right into the, the cremation of care. <clears throat> the cremation of care is a ceremony that is theoretical... Uh, theatrical, excuse me, production in which some of the club's members participate as actors, similar to Scottish Rite degree. Yeah. It was first conducted in 1881. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Seems pretty cool. Uh, the production was devised by James F. Bowman with George T. Bromley uh, playing the high priest. Uh, sounds familiar. Okay. Uh, it was originally set up within the plot of serious high jinx dramatic I don't know what jinx means. High jinx? High jinx is like... Uh, Not high jinx. Shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dramatic performance on the first weekend of the summer encampment, after which the spirit of care, slain by the jinx hero, was solemnly cremated. The ceremony serves as a catharsis? For catharsis. Catharsis. For pent-up high spirits and to present symbolically the salvation of the trees by the club. The cremation of care was separate from other grove plays in 1913 and moved to the first night to become an exercising of the demon to ensure the success of ensuing two weeks. The hmm. grove play was moved to the last weekend of the encampment. The ceremony takes place in front of an owl shrine. The moss and lichen covered statue stimulates a natural simulates a natural rock formation yet holds electrical and audio equipment within it within it for many years a recording of the voice of club mentor walter cronkite i was going to say it was walter cronkite that did the uh, voice of it this yeah. is walter cronkite i think they should change that they should totally let in james earl jones yeah. or samuel l jackson cool. or samuel jackson that would be so fun. he could just drop an mf every five seconds so I'm going to post, uh, while you're doing this, I'm going to post a picture of this uh, owl effigy on, right. our, uh, on our page. Um, so let me just continue. Uh, music and pyrotechnics accompanied by the ritual of the dramatic event. So let's get into the, the cremation of care and what it actually means. So they have this effigy, which is an effigy is something that looks human, correct? Mm, In yeah. a sense. Um, and what they do is they is resemble something else. From yeah. what I've read, they float this thing in a raft across a river and up to this owl effigy, and then they burn it. Mm -hmm. So let's let's try to, in our heads, masonically, because we all break down our own ritual. Mm -hmm. Let's break down this ritual and let's go through what we think. So, Ken, why don't you lead it off on what you're thinking that this particular thing may mean and it could okay. be sinister you could say no it's not sinister you could say whatever the hell you want it's yep. so your world i just live in it based on yeah okay <laughs> based on what i know of like the some of the founding members of this club you know to me i don't think it's sinister i think it's just a dramatic play right because originally and this may not so much be the case anymore but originally you know in addition to having very powerful members of society that were members of this club there were it was a originally bohemian based right there were a lot of artists yes there were artists, a lot of musicians uh, yeah people that were involved in theater and stuff like mm -hmm. that so it kind of makes sense that there would be some kind of you know we're all going to get together in the woods we're going to hang out party and drink and i don't know occasionally discuss business and stuff like that mm -hmm. but it's a closed society that only these powerful individuals mm -hmm. you know are members of 
at the very end, we're going to do, uh, or at the very beginning in some cases, we're going to do this big cathartic thing where, mm-hmm. you know, we all kind of kind of get to revel around this big thing that happens by torchlight because, as we know, fire is kind of mesmerizing. It does something to the human consciousness. Fire! And, of course... Fire! Yeah, fire! Yeah, and you got a bunch of people that are You're involved in the theater, so they know how to, like, convey emotion through these kind of ritualized right. things. So it kind of makes sense to me that this kind of thing would evolve. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily have to be in front of a giant owl or have to be a burning coffin, but there mm-hmm. was always going to be something like that involved in something called the Bohemian Club, I mm-hmm. think. So I think, you know, the fact that some people, you know, occasionally these insurgents come in and take video footage of these things and show it out of contest, context and be like, oh, look at these guys are totally in robes and therefore worshiping the devil or a part of the Sith or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... What happened is the same thing, just like you said. It's the same thing that would happen if somebody walked into a mm-hmm. a Masonic degree, especially the ones that are performed outdoor mm-hmm. by torchlight or something like that. You know, when you're <clears throat> when you're seeing that kind of weird ritualized stuff in the shadows, it automatically looks evil to the, to an outsider. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. I think it's just a it's a it's a play, right? No different than a Scottish Rite degree. Worship of the Joe. Yeah, so if I'm the picture I just posted on the uh, podcast page, you know, to me, first thing I'd say thinking is like, uh, looks like an Iron Maiden concert or something like mm-hmm. that. People, mm-hmm. have, you right. know, have got this big thing in the back there. That right, right. Kind of looks like an owl, but you know, again, to me, I don't think there's anything nefarious going on. To me, it's like a kickoff uh, ceremony, almost no different than the opening of the olympics where right. they run the torch out and they mm-hmm. light the big torch they right. do this and uh from what i understand this cremation of the cares you get a, a little note card or a piece of paper and you write something on it okay and then as you walk through you throw it and you burn it it's just symbolic right. of while i'm here you know all, all my cares are gone i'm going to leave everything behind for these two weeks and just concentrate on this you know, at one time it was probably like a festival type thing mm-hmm. and just have fun. But you're, right. to me, it's just a it's symbolic <laughs> of I'm detaching from the outside world mm-hmm. for, I think they said it was a two week yeah. mm-hmm. festival. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm detached from my cares. Mm-hmm. I'm detached from the outside world. It's about here, it's about now. Right. And embracing that, I think that's all it is. It's really cool, though. And I think I'm right in line with you because you know I look at it a couple things. One of the things I always loved to do when I was a kid was go to my grandfather's cabin in Vermont. He had a cabin in Warren, Vermont, and it was in the middle of friggin' nowhere. There was no stores around. It was a 20 minute drive to the nearest town. And one thing I loved is that to get out of your every. I mean, again, I was a kid, but I mean, I would love to in my adult life. Like you got a cabin somewhere way up north yeah where there's nothing around yeah and that's you, you you've talked about it before where you said that this is my head this is my haven yep this is where yep. i get away from everything and i think about it in terms of all these powerful people and famous people and they're on whether it be tv camera politics uh movie stars whatever the case may be they live a very structured serious life where every single day they're doing something and so this every and everything they say and do is monitored. Yep. They have yeah. to be very cautious. Around, yeah. right. Words matter, and they have to be right. very cautious about everything they say Correct. and do. And for two weeks, they get to just say, "Screw that! Screw I don't, I'm, not, right. I'm not worried about it, and I'm going to go pee on some trees." Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and honest to God, like it's for people who live high stress lives, whether it be former presidents or politicians, senators, whatever the case may be. 
you know, you live a high stress life. It's constant stress. Uh, when you're not dealing with foreign affairs, you're dealing with domestic affairs. When you're not dealing with domestic affairs, you're putting this fire out, that fire out. Oh my God, my campaign's up again. So now I have to go through the whole campaigning and fundraising process. Like it's a constant, it's a busy life. It's a, so for, for me, this two weeks is like, yeah, they call it the cremation of care because you're literally burning your cares away. You're, you're, you're yep. symbolically right. burning everything and saying, you know what? I don't care this week. Right. I don't care. Exactly. I'm not answering my phone. I'm shutting my shit off. Mm-hmm. I just want to be left the hell alone. And we're going to sit here and, yeah, I'm going to pee in the woods. Because, I mean, realistically, a politician just can't just, yep. let's just say he's from D.C. You can't go over to the reflection pool and just take a whiz in the water. <laughs> but, you know, going out to the woods. Not, not just Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but honestly, like, going into the going into the woods and just, there's, there's no structured bathroom. There's no... It, you're just a normal human getting back to your your I guess you would say your your carnal instinct of just being a normal yeah. Yeah. freaking homo sapien animal, you know? In a protected location. In a protected where you location. Don't have to worry about those kinds of now, things. Now the whole thing is oh, why do they have so much security? Well, you got some pretty high profile people there. Absolutely. You want paparazzi just, up in there. I, I mean <laughs> You, not even paparazzi. I'm thinking of like somebody who wanted to take yeah, out the whole upper carries. end of the freaking government. Yeah, right. Or Alex Jones. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, security has security to be Security right. has to be there. Yep. You know, it makes sense. And right? just think now. I mean, I think about it in terms of let's say we had, let's say one of us uh, ran for a, a an office, a political office. It's not going to be me. Potentially <laughs> in the state of Connecticut. I know. Okay. But got to that high stature where now he needs a security force. One of us needs a security. It could be any member of Morningstar, yeah. but he needs that security force. Well, guess what? They're probably going to be here at Morningstar too. Yeah, they right. might not they're, be allowed in the door. Yeah. Right, but, but you bet your ass they're going to be standing in the store uh, stairwell. Yeah, absolutely waiting. <laughs> right. So so now I think you're, if you're one of the most powerful or rich people in the world. Um, yeah, you're gonna need a little extra security on there, mm-hmm. right? So and there's let's... precedent for this too. You guys, you guys are f- familiar with Burning Man? Have you heard about that yes. festival? Okay, is that the one where Nicolas Cage got cooked and the freaking all the chicks were around him? That was Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Uh, no, Never mind. Okay. Continue on. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that movie. No, this is a festival that happens yearly. I don't know what's going to happen with COVID, but it's a big, huge kind of artsy, bohemian kind of festival out in the middle of the desert, and. There are a lot of powerful people that go to that, right? Like Silicon right. Valley type people, like you know, uh, I'm out. Old Muskie is there, <laughs> and there are a lot. It costs a lot of money to go and do this, right? And there are a lot of people that are like performance artists and stuff that spend insane amounts of money to build these giant machines, only to burn them at the end. But part of what they do is there's like a memorial kind of thing where you'll write um, on a slip of paper, much like they do that where they're writing their cares. Um, at the the cremation of care festival and burning them away you'll write a little memorial about somebody who you loved who passed away or something over the previous year mm-hmm. and that entire structure which is the the centerpiece of the entire festival gets mm-hmm. burned at the end of the the festival every year cool so it's actually pretty cool to see this and that's more public burn. like you can right. go on youtube and see you know right. like you can go to that festival it's not like bohemian grove but it's so similar that that's kind of what makes me think that mm. That's all the cremation of care thing is. It's not double. So you guys want to dive down the rabbit hole? Dun, dun, dun. I'm ready. The owl. Okay. So let's talk about the owl. Okay. Why an owl? Well, this is what I found. And this is going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> at, least, at least it was for me. 
Uh, this is uh, the symbology of an owl. And this is from pure-spirit.com. Uh, and it says, okay. Owls live within the darkness, which includes magic, mystery, and ancient knowledge. Related to the night is the moon, which owls are also connected to. It becomes a symbol of the feminine and fertility with the moon's cycles of renewal. Even in mythology relates to owls to uh, even mythology relates owl to this wisdom in femininity. Uh, femin femininity. Thank you. You're welcome. The owl was a symbol for Athena, the goddess of wisdom and strategy before the Greeks gave her pantheon human forms. According to myth, an owl sat on Athena's blind side so that she could see the whole truth. In ancient Greece, the owl was a symbol of higher wisdom and was also the guardian of the Acropolis. Diana, the Roman response to Athena, was strongly associated with the moon and also the owl. The Pawnee and the Sioux saw the owl as a messenger to the first of all evil creatures, which uh, the... Lakota tribe mm -hmm. yeah. had an owl society where mm -hmm. warriors fought primarily at night and painted dark rings around their eyes because they believed that they would allow them to have the owl's acute vision. But I thought that the wisdom in the femininity. That's very interesting. I, had not, I knew the wisdom tie. I had not heard the femininity tie. And that started ringing alarm bells in my head <clears> because <throat> we've talked about masonry having a lot of feminine... Uh, Symbols, well, symbology, I, or yeah. even underlying things. So I thought that was quite interesting. So you're, re you're ready for me to go all shallow here? Yeah. Also, owls live in Northern California in the redwood forests. Okay. All right. That could be just part of the reason there. why they picked it. From the redwood forest. Um. I had to go. Had to go anti-esoteric there for a second. Right. But also, um. But I found that interesting though, like that there was a female. In a nation, in, in I cannot talk today. Indonation, in in a nation, intonation, intonation. Thank you. Um, we're gonna work on this. I, we're gonna work on this. You know what? I quit. No, but no, but even that. Merlin, who was uh, considered wise and tied into magic and and mysticism, was he the one? He guarding the, was he the one on the on the? Uh, he was the one on the bridge, right? What is your quest? Yes. What is your favorite color? He had um, no, no. Archimedes was his uh, owl. Uh, right. It, it, I mean, uh, we talked about it actually last podcast. We talked about well, after the last podcast. It was our little conversation afterward about a certain movie that HR likes. Clash of the Titans. They oh, yes. A little, owl a little, um, a little, like, the mechanical. little mechanical What owl. was that owl's name anyway? Like Bebop. Boop. Boopy. <laughs> Beep boop. It's like your middle name. Bubo. <laughs> Bebo? Bubo? Bubo? Okay, Bubo. Uh, <laughs> that was great. But, <laughs> but I thought that, that that was interesting. That, you know, they're talking a well, couple things. Number one, it it flat out talks about, uh, you know, well, you think about it. If you're taking your cares and you're, you know, bringing it to a cycle, which includes like a ancient, you know, knowledge and everything and then relates to the moon and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like a, in a sense, you're burning your cares to cycle you know like a moon cycle so it's like tomorrow it doesn't mean anything right like it's all done and over with i thought that was an interesting little connection and then when i seen the wisdom in the well not so much wisdom because you know all most no, i'm gonna say all most secret societies take their 
guess, kind of their underlying thing from ancient societies, right? Ancient oh, yeah, societies ancient, or, ancient or ancient knowledge. Yep. Uh, but the the feminine thing that that kind of caught me. I wasn't expecting that. Um. What do you got, Ken? Nothing. I mean, part of it is you have to unburden yourself, and I think the fact that you were talking about the you know the, these politicians and stuff that can go and pee on trees and stuff and kind of you know forget about how stressful their lives are for a little bit. They're unburdening themselves, right? And it's cyclical in that. They do it once a year, mm-hmm. and then they go back to their normal lives after that. Right. right? They're not peeing in the reflection pool the day I mean, after, right? right? So it's like that's psychologically healthy for these people. If right. you don't do stuff like that mm-hmm. once in a while, if I don't unplug from my day-to-day job and go off into the woods <clears throat> right. for like one week every year, I'm going to be a really upset person. That, and you're going right. to lose yourself. You're going to lose who you are. Yep. Um, and it just kind of be totally influenced by your surroundings and your environment at some point that's going to take over but once you remove yourself from that environment and re- remove yourself from all those outside influences then you return to your true self and mm-hmm. you need to reconnect to that true self uh frequently yep. so i also discovered a list of uh, it's called the List of Grove Plays. So this Cremation of the Cares is not the only play that's done. No, I think that's like the opening ceremony. And from what I can tell, um, all the way from what I have here, this list is 1902 all the way up to 2015. Um, there's a new play every single year. So somebody comes up with a new play. Interesting. So, like, for instance, uh, we got one here. Um, Ours it's called the, the Owl and the Care, a spectacle, mm-hmm. a triumph of Bohemia, a forest play, and then we get down to more uh, 1942, the American scene, 1946, Johnny Appleseed. These are the name of the plays. Uh, 1995, Marco Polo. Um, 2006, Allegory. 2007, Leprechaun. I hope it's not like <laughs> that screwed up. Ah, <laughs> oh, I will open my uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I open myself up for that one. 2020, a boy and his puppet. <laughs> Get ready, Discord. <laughs> I find it interesting uh, that none of these things wow. are like talking about you know current events or pop culture or anything like that. They, well, they seem to be completely to. yeah, right. they're completely disjointed from that. Mm-hmm. It's like we're going to talk about allegory or the forest or something like I that. Walked headfirst into that one. We're going to put a happy, leprechaun. We're going to put a put a happy little tree right over here. <laughs> I walked right into that one. When I think I he needs a friend. I didn't he needs a friend. friend. Uh, and then 2015, the play was called Kidnapped. Um, and then before that, it was Rama, Longbow, Tchaikovsky's Mask. Mask? Mask? Oh. There are no mistakes, only happy accidents. Yeah. Uh, Atlantis. Pretty cool, though. That sounds like code not. names for, like, Microsoft operating system releases <laughs> or something. Like my my personal belief would be that they... Much similar to our Scottish Rite degrees, they teach a lesson. Yep. Yeah, there's got to be some, some, some sort of kind lesson. moral lesson involved, and potentially it may pertain to current events of what's going on in the world. It could. Um, I mean, like you have the, um, is it the uh, four chaplains degree? Yeah, Scottish mm-hmm. Rite. It's four mm-hmm. chaplains, right? Four chaplains. Yep. Um, which you know, it's it's not current as far as you know, twenty first century, mm-hmm. but it still it, applies. It still applies, and mm-hmm. it's. You know, somewhat modern times. It's not like a, it's an ancient, uh, right? Ancient Egypt or Israel or anything like that. Um, 
but the the lesson is still there, mm-hmm. and that's the symbolism behind the or the the moral play, so to speak, is um, is still current in that regard. So yeah. there's still something valuable valuable to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, uh, Greg Schultz. Uh, I'm the, I'm going to start uh, reading back these comments that we're getting here. Uh, but I want to start great with Greg Schultz. The $1 bill on face side is clear that the owl, the Bohemian Groves, rendered God of Moloch. That's what I was looking at. That's what freaking Alex Jones called it, the God of Moloch, is hidden in the upper right-hand corner of every dollar bill, just right of the T. I think uh, we posted a picture on that last episode. It's there. It looks owl-esque. Yep. Yep. Um, lunatic. <laughs> That's funny. Greetings from... Uh, Tennessee, brother. So mote it be. Greetings. Thanks for uh, tuning in and watching. I don't have any $1 bills. Anybody got change for a fortune? <laughs> <laughs> I've only got a 20. My Just bad. Kidding. Did anybody see what I posted on Facebook about uh, what the hell was that guy's uh, name? Oh, I have to find the video. If you're friends with me on Facebook, check out my video. It's for a Donate Life video. Well, it's one of your posts. It's funny as hell, though. I muted you. Yeah. I'm sure you did. We're taking a break. Uh, <laughs> uh, greetings from Orlando, Florida. It's Chuck. Thank you. Greetings. Talking about the the uh, Bohemian Grove. If you guys got anything uh, uh, you want to talk oh, about sure. or ask about it, we will certainly try to address as best as we can. Mm-hmm. But there's God of Moloch thing. That, uh, <sighs> Alex God of Moloch was a f- it's a bull. Fucking bull. It's a it's bull. It's like a minotaur. It's a minotaur. minotaur yes. And the best thing is Moloch was a god that was stolen from another, I think it was the uh, Pharisees, I think. I'm going to have to look it up. Pharisees? God of Molech. It kind of, yeah, it sounds like it would be from there or maybe from Yes, it was Baal. Pakistan. It was Baal. Baal. Like, it was another, it was, it was a biblical name for Canaanite god. Oh, and that okay. was taken from a prior, so it's, it's, it's very similar, like... But it has nothing to do with what they're doing. It has no, nothing no, to do with like it. not even close. It's no, like, it's a made up. Unless you consider a bull and an owl. Close you know what? I'm going to pull up Moloch and uh, I'm going to show you. It's, it's, it's a, I'm going to put it. I'm going to save the image as. And I'm going to put it in the corner of the screen so everybody can see it. That it Watch it, out for Ken's head. I'm going to put it right over Ken's head. That's what put it over there. And um, Joe G, what? I think, made a comment before that I'll address while you're doing that. All right. Uh, he's asking what's going on with the. Uh, the podcast room is it is it now a, a kill room? Because he sees the plastic in there. <laughs> we got like the Dexter thing going on over here. It's um, it, there's some construction going on on the one of the walls in the podcast room. So if you see that, uh, I'm looking that for tarp the image up there. Bear with right me. now, the image from the uh, Denver it. airport is up. Here we go. That's Moloch. That's Moloch. It doesn't look anything like. The friggin' no. owl that's at Bohemian no. Grove. Not it looks close. like he's saying, it's a trap. <laughs> Not even if you're Alex Jones high on LSD does that look like. No. To me. no. He did hang out with Charlie Sheen quite a bit. He yeah. might have had better stuff than that. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, it doesn't It doesn't even apply. This was something. See, this is the problem when you deal with InfoWars mm-hmm. and when you deal with, uh, and I'm sure whatever will get assist and deceased for this one, but um, I don't care. This is the problem when you listen to this shit because Just burn that care, write that, write Alex Jones yeah. on a piece of paper and we'll burn it. Burn yeah. that, the yeah. cremation of care. Him and Carly Franz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, see, this is the problem when you get somebody who's trying to link multiple things together to make everything evil or bad, especially when they don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Kind of like gun control. It's like the opposite um, of the golden sorry, thread. No politics. Sorry, right, listen. I said no politics. Again. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, let's HR is shaking its head over there. <laughs> we need an HR yeah. timeout. Right. You're going to get an Just HR I think there's a video involved. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you're going to see red uh, flags flying through it's like here. like every six right. months we get shut down. Uh <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So this uh, this Bollock, uh, Moloch guy, it's 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 not what it is. Moloch so. is bollocks. Yeah. To our English friends. Um. See here. Good day from Nowra, New South Wales. Oh, damn! What's going on, Good day, mate? Holy shit! Um, glad to have you. It's like sleepy time over there right now, right? Yeah, I think so. More or less. Pretty much. I think so. Early no, South Wales is what? It's England, so... No, New South Wales is actually Australia, Australia right? Yeah. Completely so, different continent. All right. Well, they were British. It's winter there now. Have you heard the way I've spoken <laughs> all <laughs> freaking podcast? There is a I whale. today. There is a whale over in Great Britain. Yeah, yes. it's... Yeah, New yeah. South Wales. Is kind of, it's kind of like New England. Yeah. Right? All right. Yeah. That's like saying, oh, New York. That's in England. <clears throat> Jim Delvaney. Haha, ha, Raph is stressing out right now. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a phone call. Mark my words. I'm getting a phone call within That's the next right. 20 to 30 minutes. What's wrong Raph with Raph? It's not like we're, we're swearing excessively. Because I suck today. Like, I'm terrible. Right, but that's not a surprise. Uh, it's part of the charm. It's part of, yeah. I mean, every time, every time you try to read something, it goes south. Wonder if Eyes Wide Shut was inspired by Bohemian Club, Greg Schultz. Well, that's a good question. I would have to say yes. That was a creepy movie. Never yeah. saw it. Oh, man. Weird. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of it was kind of cool. Movie. Like, they had that scene where, like, everybody was at one of those masquerade ball things. Like, masquerade balls are right. pretty cool. Those are, I don't think those are creepy. But everything else about that movie, creep show. Yeah, it's. I'm not a big Tom. No, Cruise let me ask guy. a question. Uh, I can't remember, but the movie from Hell, where it was talking about Jack the Ripper, was yeah. there a similar scene in there too, where they were like uh, wearing masquerade masks? Uh, maybe. Probably. Maybe I'm getting my, I haven't happened, seen that movie in years. It happened but, in Victorian times, so it's very right. possible. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty popular. Seven a.m. Uh, Matt Crew says. Oh, oh, okay. So it's morning. Over good there. morning. God. Good morning. Oh, good day. Thank you for uh, being up at 7 a.m. and listening to us hooligans because uh, I sure shit wouldn't be up listening. I wasn't to even up at 7 a.m. <laughs> I'm not prepared to hear anything at that hour. Uh, I uh, James Rafferty, I don't care because I have to deal with it. <laughs> nice. Um, anyway, I don't. Getting back in the cream of the uh, Bohemian Grove thing, I don't think it's anything nefarious or bad or anything like that i think it's it's honestly people in high positions who go somewhere for two weeks uh in a sense kind of their vacation to get away from the stresses of their life i'm not seeing anything bad going on there um no. i see it as my weekly vacation or my my weekly i wish my uh yeah. <clears throat> yearly vacation up to new hampshire to, to unplug and get away from everything unless there is other evidence brought to light i mean based on what we've seen already I'm willing to say it's, it's really, just, really not all that different than the, 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 the monastic retreat I went on for three right. days. I unplugged yeah. I from everything for three days, and I don't think it's that far different from Freemasonry, to be honest with you. Mm. There, let me be clear: uh, we are not the same. Bohemian Globe no, and Freemasonry are two totally different no, things. But it, they could be two fraternities based on ancient mysteries and ancient right. knowledge. Yep. That there's going to be, some or even teaching a lesson. Right. There's I mean, Scottish Rite teaches lessons. You know, everybody thinks that you know Scottish Rite. You know. Double-headed freaking bird and thirty-third, and they're doing crazy stuff. No, they're just teaching lessons. It could mm -hmm. just be an in-person theatrical version right. of that old show, Davy and Goliath, where there was always the lesson at the end. Right. 
Get to the road dog. Gee, Davy, what would Jesus do? <laughs> what year did that come out? Oh my God, that was yeah, that was like stop motion scary. animation from like early to mid seventies. The Schultz brothers will know what I'm talking about. You're about twenty-one. Shut up, Dick. <laughs> I'm willing to think that it's completely benign. The whole Agreed. Bohemian Grove thing is completely benign, unless at some point they do one of these ritual things with a giant owl and a hole rips oh. down to hell and demons start spewing out. Otherwise, I retain my original. Otherwise, it looks like a ghost video. Like yeah, it just looks like a ghost, ghost video. I think the we band, talked you know about it. Talking. Yeah, I watched it with. I showed my son the other day because he named his kitten Ghost, and I was like, you know what? You got to see this artist. They're not Masons, but they sing a song about masonry, and he's like, oh, I kind of like the beat. Which one was this? What song? Uh, ghost. It's uh, Are you something on the square? Hammer. Oh, it's yeah, Square and Hammer. hammer. Yeah. Square Hammer. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ghost is the other band that sings a uh, Donald Macabre too. Yeah, like. yeah. They're cool, but they're not. As far as they're not. No, they're actually no. Satanists. Yeah, uh, they're kind of oh, really? yeah, they're a little bit. Yeah, Garrett Wright had had some uh, interaction with the lead singer, and he's like a full on Satanist. Uh, well, I mean, they, I, they initially some, was thinking of getting him on the show. Yeah, they stole some uh, Masonic uh, references mm-hmm. and stuff for that song. And uh, whenever we do a work day at our lodge, do I might not reach out, Raph. Raph, this is your message. Yeah, do we know. Don't, don't reach out to him. But we do blast that music because it's yes. kind of heavy metal and it gets mm-hmm. you all pumped up yeah. to watch it's like the windows. Heavy metal with like a Munsters kind of vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. You do remember the Munsters, right? Yeah, I remember the Munsters. Yeah, it's a I little, watched the reruns after cheaper. the show went off the air. You probably I watched the rerun, reruns too. I wasn't alive when that show came out. I might have been around for some of the later specials, but. Are public documents and birth birth records uh, available? Are they public knowledge? No, I don't think it's public knowledge. Wait, you want to see my birth certificate? I'll bring my birth certificate. Is it chiseled in stone? It might be heavy to count the stairs. Just a copy of it. (laughs) I'm starting to get my wheels going now. (laughs) Yeah, your training wheels, you little bastard. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Nice thing. Well done. Well done. You know, one thing I would like to cover, and I think we've talked about it before, was, you know, what are the, I always talk about that, you know, things don't just pop out of nowhere. You know, the, the, the mafia didn't just pop out of nowhere. It was always, you know, something that was a precursor to the actual organized mafia. Mm-hmm. Freemasonry just didn't pop out of anywhere. So, you know, Bible stories just didn't pop out of anywhere. It's my opinion. It came from a prior, kind of just dabbled <clears throat> on it a little bit. It, I think it came from something prior, you know, down the line. Yeah. I would love to do an episode, and maybe we have to do some research on this, but try to dig up things maybe from ancient Greece or Rome or Egypt that blend, that, that you know, could have a direct link to lessons that are taught in Freemasonry today. Oh, I'm oh, sure we can yeah, find... I would love to do an entire episode on that. Like, you, you take Rome, you take Egypt, or I'll take, you know, whatever... And, and try to tie it into for not try to tie it in. You'll take Munchkin land. Yeah. I mean, it, in in all honesty, it shouldn't be that difficult because Freemasonry does take. They're those, all junior wardens. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we we take a lot of our very basic lessons from, right? I mean, simple stories that go back that they're archetypal that go all the way back to right. to ancient religions and ancient societies and stuff. So I don't. I think. I don't think that'll be I don't really the challenge think, at all. Right, and I don't think Freemasonry really does this. I mean, unless you're part of like uh, with philosophical lodge research, research or something yeah, like that. But again, it's not, nobody joins, Not I don't want to say nobody joins it, but not very many Masons join it. They only come to lodge to do ritual and uh, 
and Fellowship of the Brothers, charity events. Mm-hmm. There's a very, very, very select few of Masons that go back and be like, well, I want to learn where this all came from. Yeah. There's like a handful in my There's lodge that are into that right. like uh, scholarly research into Freemasonry type thing. So I would love to actually, and it's going to be one hell of a, a dive down that rabbit hole because when we talk to the Leeds Light Boys and even Danny Collins and some of our other British um, uh, li- listeners and Discord guys, the, the ritual over in England and some of the grips and signs and words is completely different than here. So we would have to actually probably go all the way to English masonry, you know, and you know, kind of tie in, see if we can tie in their grips and words and stuff because their words and their grips are not like American. So I don't know. I think that that would be a fun thing to kind of dive into. Tracing the golden thread. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I mean, just look at. Um, I would love to do that. Look at how many of these beautiful large Grand Lodge buildings or, or temples in certain places. Almost everyone has an Egyptian room. Right. There's a reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, a lot right. of them have, you know, a, a Greek-themed room or a Roman-themed room. There's got to be reasons there, and there's got to be symbolism within those rooms. Uh, I would even sh- go to challenge that. And again, I've uh, we've kind of dabbled on prior, prior episodes about the Knights Templar and their Masonic connection, and I've drawn as many connections as I possibly can, as well as Scott Walters talked about it. Uh, he's been on the show multiple times. Janet's Three talked times. about he's got two more, and he gets a jacket. Two more, and he gets the leather. Yeah, exactly. he gets the leather. The leather gets jacket. The, with the... <laughs> Is it leather? I thought we were going like a. Well, we're gonna do like the Yankees. You know, how they got like the felt, and then it's the leather arms. Oh, okay. we'll do like the two tone jacket. I'm right? picturing more of like a members only bomber jacket. <laughs> no, we <laughs> but, but if that's the case, Ken's got to get him some aviators yeah. too, then, right? Yeah. For three episodes, the man <laughs> yeah. gets like a legit leather jacket. Okay, like a varsity jacket. Right. Yeah. Varsity. Um, Joseph Schultz, English, Irish, and Scottish Grand Lodges influenced U.S. Freemasonry. And James Delvaney wrote uh, the gold, the Roman Eagle. Yeah, we talk about that right in our yep. ritual. Yeah. So that's interesting how they bring... And the Golden Fleece is the mentioned Golden there. Fleece, there's right. so there's very little like talk about ancient Egypt and any of the Blue Lodge ritual here in the United States. And the fact that there are, in Blue Lodge um, mm. purpose-built Masonic buildings, these Egyptian rooms, kind of makes you wonder. Right, you got to like go back and do your research and start right. looking at the esoteric right. aspects of Freemasonry and kind of trace that thread back in a scholarly way, right. in order to find those references because there aren't any in our ritual. Right, and I know this is only going to be for the, the the viewers and not so much the listeners, but you can imagine what I'm doing. But the the the, the actual uh, the one of the signs for the Master Mason degree changed after the American Revolution again. The English one, I'm not too familiar with, but I know it's different. Uh, I, I, I know what it is. Excuse me. I do know what it is. And it's completely different than the Americans' Master Mason degree. Um, but the Americans changed it right as the boats were leaving uh, the New York Harbor in, what is it, 18... 18... You mean when the, Bre- the when British the 1785 or something like that, when the British were leaving. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they yeah. changed the grip. Yeah, it's the sign they change it to. Uh, you know, the, the the fingers under the chin, you know, flicking them yeah. out. Get out of here. No. We're going to make our own brand, our own brand of Freemasonry. Right, realistically, you know, we're saying. joking aside, I mean, I'm kind of cracking on the British guys who are going to roast me later in Discord because of my it's, leprechaun. It's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen anyway. But, you know, I mean, realistically, I, I wonder about that because, you know, again, when we talked to the Leeds Light Boys, I was mind blown. What the hell is that? 
He's like, well, that's our that's our sign. Wait, what? <laughs> Clearly. And I want to know how how that change occurred. I want to know why ours is so different than theirs and words are so different than theirs. So, and yet our Grand Lodges still recognize each other and right. we can communicate masonically, right. but like, right. there's a lot of difference there. Yeah, yeah, the why behind it is... I think that would no, be, be a good episode. That'll be interesting. I think that would be a good episode yeah. to, to actually reel it all back to the beginning. But And a quick little assignment. You mentioned our Discordians, which, by the way, you can join and have access to Discord for as little as $3 a month by joining our Patreon page. Again, for as little as $3 a month, you can give much more if you'd like. Um, but for that, you get exclusive access to Patreon content, this Discord page where you can chat with us... Uh, via text, video, or phone call. And uh, the rumored and ever-elusive gold tone Freemasons podcast panel. Soon to arrive. It's all yours for as little as, as little as, emphasis on little, $3 a month. Uh, but while we're on our Discord, go ahead. While we're on that, uh, I'm going to give our shout-outs to our new Patreons. We just had three in the last week, I think. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, I wonder if I'm right up in the Scottish rape block. Sterling, Mike Cassidy Jr., Adrian Poiser, I want to thank them for joining as well as all of our other Discordians. Welcome aboard. So, uh, Joe, lead them. No, oh, I got a charge. Oh, no. Do a toast to our well new Discord boys. And while we're getting the cannons charged in the line, I have a little uh, assignment for our resident artiste, Peter Daigle. I'd like mm -hmm. to see uh, a nice little Freemason podcast, Bohemian Grove theme, but instead of the big giant owl, it's Puppet George. <laughs> We're, we're on the ground in front of it. <laughs> a giant wooden... Uh, Burning copies of Masonic newspapers, because some of you like to cool. do that. Right. Yeah. What is that? Crown Royal? Crown Royal Reserve. Yeah. That's, that's nice. That's why I didn't shudder last time we uh, did a toast. Nice. Brothers. Right hand to arm. Two, Two arms. arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. I'll bet the Bohemian Grove guys can't top that. That's a purely Freemasons podcast toast right there. I think we make a parody video of Bohemian Grove Can with just us. <laughs> and he's uh, our effigy. Yeah. Papa George, he's we our effigy. We just can't set him on fire, though. Can we, like, take a picture of him and, like, project it on a big sheet or something <laughs> we, can, we can dress up in robes you know I mean, probably, actually uh, walmart I allows you to make the poster board pictures. i have a, a, jesus a picture costume i mean jedi costume jedi costume. <laughs> i got in trouble when i called it jesus we'll green screen it in i think we can make this up i think we can make this happen yeah. i've got an owl, and we'll just do it really instead cool of, owl mask too instead of doing it we'll just do it in joe's backyard <laughs> <laughs> oh wait ken's backyard he's got all the trees missing now oh uh, yeah because my neighbors are gonna love that <laughs> Can we burn stuff in your Couple backyard? Them already hate me. Yeah, I mean we could. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. There's got to be a state park we could sneak into after no, hours and we burn can, things. We can make this happen. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll figure something out. So. We must know some like Naugatuck police or somebody that can help us out. Just we do, I but I mean, do. we just kind of did. You don't want to have to call like those favors. And come on, that's like, know. hey, no, yeah, I know we made you hamburgers and hot dogs, but can we uh, burn some shit in your backyard? It's not necessarily yeah. a favor. It's hey, we're planning on oh, doing Jones this. Oh, may show up. It'll be fine. We're planning on doing this. If somebody calls, we're not asking that you not respond, but can you just slow it down a little? Give us time to film and get out. And you know what we'll so, do? Take our scary robes off. Got it. Got it. We'll even do it. We'll even add the Alex Jones videotape in there, except we'll use Rocco, and we'll have him just either 
stoned out of his mind, or we'll put him on roller skates trying to walk through the woods. So I thought we'd put him fall in a over, so it's like, like Alex Jones almost falling out I of the canoe. I thought we put him in a kayak. We put him in a kayak on dry land. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, we can get Rocco involved in this. I think that would be funny. How about here's a better idea? We'll dress up Raph as a bear and have him just walking. I the was going to say an owl. <laughs> Raph could be the big freaking owl. Put him in an owl costume. Oh, With a sh- put a sheet shit. over him. I've got an owl mask. We can make this happen. We're going to have to uh, brainstorm. Yes. All right. Let's That's shut it down, folks. We need more of these vignettes, though. We need to start doing more of these things. Yes, we do. Our, our well, again, now that, they're, now that the, the Chinese flu is gone, we don't have to worry about it. That. You can't call it that. Why not? It's from China. <laughs> Hodge twins. Love those guys. Mama says. Only some of our guests can call it that. Uh, all right. Let's shut it down. Mama says it's called the Chinese flu because it's from China. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's shut it down. All right. For the Freemasons podcast, I'm right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>